It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Franchise Focus Podcast Series at the Fantasy Points Podcast. And we're talking Kansas City Chiefs, the two-time defending AFC champions here on today's edition, our 13th such edition. Remember to check out the website as well for the written edition of all of these articles, all of these podcasts, which are much more in-depth than they are here. But I just want to welcome everybody back to the show. My name's Joe Dolan. Tom Brawley and Graham Barfield are with me as we're into our third week of the Franchise Focus Series here at fantasypoints.com today guys it's the kansas city chiefs i think we know how we're handling them so we're going to answer just a couple of the questions that that uh people are asking about the chiefs and they are interesting questions because you want a piece of this offense but i want to remind everybody the content on the website is just killer right now it's a huge week for scott barrett it's a huge week for graham barfield scott barrett getting his upside win championship series going Graham getting his uh, his best ball tiers going. Tom's got all of his betting previews, which are released concurrently with the Franchise Focus series. The content is just killer right now, and there's so much more. Um, just reach out to us on Twitter if you want to know uh, anything. But as we're getting into drafting season, I know people want to be equipped and be the smartest you can be come the end of August, beginning of September. We're already putting it all together for you. Just stay put, and we're going to help you through your draft. So... The Kansas City Chiefs, uh, unsurprisingly, Tom, lined as one of the best teams in the NFL. I believe lined as the, the best. best team in, uh, yep. in the NFL. Yep. 12 and a half wins, win total, minus odds to the under. However, that win total moved from 12 to 12 and a half. So they were getting juice on the over there. They were getting bets on the over. AFC West, minus 333 to win the division, minus 1,000 to make the playoffs. I mean, that that's basically just like it, out of every... Ten, yeah, start, of, that's the only way it doesn't hit. Out of every ten seasons, they're going to miss the playoffs once. Uh, AFC Championship plus two fifty. They are five to one to win the Super Bowl. They are lined as the best team in football. Tom, I don't think people are taking that. At, well, let's let's be frank here. The ass kicking in the Super Bowl. I don't think people are taking it to heart because I think a lot of folks believe that the Chiefs have done a lot to rectify which was the biggest problem in that game, which was the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, that was the clear mission of this offseason to upgrade that offensive line. You know, it it had been exposed a bit during the season. And then the Super Bowl, I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was free game there. The, the, you know, the Buccaneers were living in the back room, uh, yeah. backfield. I mean, we, we remember the Patrick Mahomes throw where he was like basically parallel to the ground, uh, you know, just trying to get the ball off and. Uh, so they they made that their top priority. So they 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 bring in Joe Thune from uh from the Patriots. I believe uh, it's Thune, for... by the way. Thune, Thune, Thune. Uh, yeah, Joe's always great with the pronunciation. Yes, so there's a Looney. Well, here we go, there's... Joe. You're gonna help me out here, Laurent Duvernay Tardif. Yo, hey, Laurent Duvernay Tardif. Okay, uh, we got I've been Brown watching. Junior coming back. You know they trade yeah. from him for the, for the Rams. They um, traded the a first Ravens. round pick for him. So exactly. like, I mean, that's a trade, huge uh, addition. They, they drafted Creed Humphrey. So you know they brought in a bunch of body. Yeah, they brought in Kyle Long from retirement as well. So I mean, they attacked their issues head on. Um, you know, the the one big thing is I think they let the receiving core go a little bit. They you know, really focus their, you know, their money on the offensive line. So they're a little thin there. 
Uh, that would be, I guess, you know, one worry about this team is, you know, if they would get a big injury to Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey, that they're a little bit thin, uh, you know, at the receiving core. But for sure, you know, this has been a team, yeah, 12 and a half wins, the most in the league. Um, but Andy Reid, he's 8 no to the over. He does it every, you know, since he's gotten to with the Chiefs. So, uh, longest, you know, longest win streak in the, in terms of win totals uh, since he got there in 2013. So uh, it's 12 and a half. It's a lot of wins to get to that over. But, uh, you know, don't bet against Andy Reid and his teams here in Kansas City. Yeah, I, I mean, Graham, this is a this is a very good football team. And, uh, and frankly, I mean, in ways, they're almost kind of boring for fantasy right now because yep. you're looking mm-hmm. at you, you've got the number one quarterback in ADP, you've got the number one wide receiver in ADP, and you've got obviously the number one tight end in ADP. So those are the three guys this offense goes goes through. So I'm going to flip it around, and we're going to have the discussions where nobody needs to hear us talk about Patrick Mahomes on this podcast. But let's have the discussions about some of the interesting spots. And Graham, I'm going to start with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I, I got to be honest, I thought he was going to end up being one of my most drafted players this year. And I think it's just the way the board has fallen for me that I haven't taken him as much as I I would want. Um, look, he, he burned us last year. Like, we pushed him hard. He burned us. He didn't have an awful year, but he burned us. Like, he didn't have a great year. He was disappointing as a receiver. But if you take the step back and you look at everything that's going for him, the offensive line... I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm buying in again. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you, man. I, you know, I remember us talking about this in like May um, after the Chiefs, you know, didn't do anything in free agency. Really, they brought in Jerk McKinnon. Uh, didn't do anything in the draft, obviously. Uh, I remember talking to you about this, and like, I, you know, we were like, "Hey, Clyde Edwards-Helaire is probably going to be like a mid third round pick this year. Everybody's going to be kind of off of him, but that kind of hasn't been the case. He's been consistently going behind." It will, definitely consistently going behind DeAndre Swift and, and pretty much behind JK Dobbins all summer. Um, and honestly, I mean, the, it's not really, it's a very efficient price. You know, it's, it, it's not a discount off of what was a disappointing last year, but it's, it's certainly not inefficient. Yeah. I'm with you though. That second round range in the, the two, three turn is loaded between Darren Waller, between all the receivers in that range. It really just kind of depends on, you know, what did you do with your first round pick? Because you had a top five, top six pick. A lot of those times I'm coming back and I'm taking a receiver or a tight end, a tight end in that range. And it's nothing against Edwards Alaire or his profile because like Tom was saying, their offensive line kind of got better this year. It's, yeah. it's crazy. I mean, they really turned a, a huge negative into what I think might be a positive overall. That being said, the, you know, the biggest question, and you alluded to it, Joe, is is how many more targets does he get this year, and will they allow him to score touchdowns? It's kind of, you know, that's the, the two main things here. Touchdown regression is the big one. Like, I mean, yeah. um, I, our guy Jake Tribby did a great XTD article up at FantasyPoints.com, and Edwards Alaire is one of the biggest positive regression candidates from the touchdown perspective. Um, and and the other factor here, Tom, they won't be trying to shoehorn Le'Veon Bell into this offense. Yeah, that, that's the big question. And that was kind of at the end of the last year. The, yeah, they were really trying to force Bell into the lineup. Um, you, you have to wonder if the ankle injury was part of that issue as well. You know, he, he had the, the, I think it was a high ankle injury uh, that kept him out a while and didn't look quite right even when he did come back for a stretch there. So that's the question. Do they work in Daryl Williams and Jarek McKinnon or do they kind of give him mm-hmm. more leash here? 
uh, like they were, you know, essentially doing at the beginning of the year. They were, you know, given those goal line opportunities and he, he just couldn't find the end zone. And uh, I remember it was like, <laughs> I forget what game it was. You know, he had three or four consecutive carries right at the goal line and got stuffed. And yeah, it was that uh, te- week one Texans game. It, oh, it was the Texans yeah, yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a national TV game. That was the first game of the year then. Um, so th- that's the big question. Do they, they, do they continue to, you know, take snaps away from him? Do they, they work in these other backs? I, I think they give him more of a chance to, Agreed. you know, be that guy. And you, you can even see it reflected in his ADP. It's been kind of rising all, all summer long here. You know, he's kind of, a you know, right in that early second, uh, late second round, early third round. Um, but it kind of sets up better. He was a first round pick last year. Uh, the hype got really, uh, you know, it was really going there. Uh, he was even, you know, he was sneaking into the top five or six uh, draft picks at some points in some of the drafts I was, uh, some of the best ball drafts I was in last summer. So uh, it should set up better for him. That yeah, we we were talking about how thin their receiving core is. I mean, if there's any kind of injury there, uh, you know, maybe they rely on the pass, yeah, the, the running game a little bit more. So uh, a better offensive line. It's it's all setting up to be better here. He's going to be a second year back. Maybe he, uh, you know, learned from uh, you know, you know, it's a weird off season. They didn't have any, you know, with COVID nineteen, and uh, you didn't get a lot of practice opportunities. So um, it, it's all kind of setting up better for him. And you know, you're basically getting a, a rounder round round and a half discount at this point now. Yeah. The the interesting thing, real quick, is that like Cod Edwards Alaire was kind of like the inverse of Antonio Gibson. You know, we knew. We we kind of knew Antonio Gibson would be like, uh, you know, we thought he'd be more involved in the passing game, but that turned out to be J.D. McKissick. And it's kind of the same situation as um, as Clyde Edwards-Alaire. It's like he answered all those questions that we had for him, you know, being a smaller 5'7", 210-pound back on the ground. But then, you know, he only got 11% of the targets in his games that he played. So I, one of the things that kind of stood out to me this offseason is Andy Reid saying, hey, I know we need to design more stuff to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I know we need to get him involved in space a little bit more. I think they do They do, do that. And like like you just mentioned, Tom, a, yeah. a good part of it is because they really don't have much else behind Hill and Kelsey. Yeah, and maybe yeah. the offensive line thing, you know, maybe that helps even just like the screen game. I mean, yeah. uh, you yeah. don't have to keep as many guys in to, to pass protect. You have, uh, you know, better offensive line that can get out and, and, and uh, you know, can block for him. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, especially the screen game, if he gets a little bit more involved in that, because uh, I, I thought that was a little disappointing. I thought there would be more designed kind of uh, pass plays for him last year. And it really wasn't. Well, let's talk about the other question here. And that's who's going to be, let's say, heck, is could it be the third option in the passing game? Or if you count Edwards Lair, could it be the fourth option in the passing game? Meikle Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle. I think you can... I think you can make arguments for all of these guys. Now, here's the thing for Hardman. Guys, you might be surprised to learn that the the highest snap share of his career came in his first career game. 78%. Huh. He hasn't reached that since. Now, Tyreek Hill left early in that game, and that's, that's been right. the problem for yeah. Nicole Hardman. They have viewed him as a direct Tyreek Hill backup more so than somebody who just comes in because Sammy Watkins has missed a ton of time in the last couple of years, but... Miko Hardman's numbers, even though Sammy Watkins is gone, 
in his career, he's averaged 7.6 fantasy points per game with Sammy Watkins in the game and 8.6 fantasy points per game without him. So a negligible difference. So Sammy Watkins being gone, at least through these two seasons, has not mattered to whether Miko Hardman produces for fantasy. Now, he's being drafted in the 10th, 11th round again. Um, he's getting hype. Oh, God, he's in the best shape. You know, he's he's really mm-hmm. come, come along. And I look. I am totally fine drafting Nicole Hardman just on the off chance that things do click because he's in this offense. But through two years, he has not been a good football player. Well, the biggest thing is he's just not – I don't think this coaching staff has been able to trust him. And I think it's yeah. it's shown just by the way they've they've used him. And like you mentioned, man, he's just been a part-time player and a special teams player. Um, I'm actually blurbing this. I've got a little uh, ADP – uh, changers, risers, faller, uh, risers, fallers column coming out here. And I, I was looking into this because Hardman is coming up in price. He's been up, he's, he's up like half a round or maybe a full round or so over the last uh, couple of weeks here. But yeah, Hardman, it's interesting because Sammy Watkins last year and the year before that saw a 16% target share in all of his healthy games. So I, I just don't see the chiefs just like one V one saying, Hey, Sammy Watkins was our full-time slot guy and, and basically a full-time player. I don't see them just immediately entrusting Hardman with that role. He still has to beat out Demarcus Robinson and Byron Pringle in camp. And yeah, he had a good OTAs. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I definitely can believe that there could be a bit of a third year jump, but I'm, I'm waiting on, you know, you know, a camp report to say, Hey, Hardman is clearly ahead of Demarcus Robinson and Pringle. Yeah, so yeah, I, I'm Nate. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Tom, you go ahead. No, no, yeah, I, I, I've been kind of handling that in my draft. Uh, I mean, best ball drafts, I've been kind of taking shots on uh, these other guys, these Byron Pringles, the yep. even Cornell Powell, who's, you know, a, a day three pick, who's been, you know, got a little bit of buzz during minicamp. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, um, you know, I, I just need to see a little bit more from Nicole Hartman. Maybe we, maybe we see it in the preseason. Maybe we get. Uh, the uh, training camp reports, but uh, I, I've been more inclined to to look at these lesser receivers that don't have necessarily as much buzz, um, and you can get them at you know after two hundred picks in the yeah. draft. So I mean, I've drafted Byron Pringle as a wide receiver eight in like every best ball draft that I've done the last week plus. I mean, now, and look, I, I'm, am I expecting that to pay off? Not necessarily, no. but somebody is going to, you would think. Um, now, Nate Taylor from The Athletics said, Hardman came into minicamps as the number two receiver. Nate Taylor also said, and I don't know if this was scientific or just or just observational, he said Byron Pringle was the guy Patrick Mahomes was targeting the most. So, again, just wait for camp reports, but there is a buying opportunity here. These, these guys, Hardman, Robinson, Pringle, Powell, Tom, as you said, they are pretty cheap, and this is a great offense. Um, I just don't know if any of them are going to pay off in redraft, but I, I do think there's right. some upside yeah. here to drafting these guys in best ball. But the problem is, I feel like we've said that the last couple of years, that somebody's going to pay off here, and it really hasn't. It's been all Tyree Kill. It's been all Travis Kelsey. Uh, you know, you know, Sammy Watkins has been a mass, was a massive disappointment whenever he was on this roster. Uh, I mean, I know Demarcus Robinson, there was some buzz, I don't think it was last summer, but maybe the summer before that he might uh, have a little bit of breakthrough. So it really hasn't happened, but, uh, you know, we'll see see if they work a third guy into the passing game. Um, And we'll see, you know, Travis Kelsey's getting up there a bit in age. I I don't think he's necessarily going to fall off the face of the earth. 
here this season, but you know, there's a, at least a little bit of a potential for him to take a, a small step back. And, um, you know, Tyree kill has had trouble, you know, finishing all 16 games here in four out of the last five seasons. So, um, you, uh, this is a passing game. You keep taking bets on. It hasn't paid off in recent years with that number three wide receiver, uh, or number, you know, number three receiver in the passing game. But, uh, this is still a passing game. You take chances on to see if it does happen. All right. That'll wrap up the analysis of the Kansas city chiefs. Again, a pretty simple team to break down. Um, again, they have the top ADP at wide receiver quarterback and tight end, which tells you all you need to know. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Tom Browley. Follow him on Twitter at Graham Barfield and follow me on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan. Follow the site on Twitter at Fantasy PTS. Make sure you go to the website, sign up, get that free 24-hour trial, read the franchise focus pieces. It is just spectacular, all the content you're getting. All the stuff Scott Barrett and Graham are dropping this week is just fantastic. I'm thrilled to be a part of it. I hope y'all are a part of it in this upcoming season. We have a normal NFL season, as normal as we're going to get at this point. I am thrilled about it. We are fired up. I hope you're fired up. Thanks for tuning in, and we will join you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.